You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, from the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Spartacus After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Spartacus After Show. Ow! Oh, yeah. Bing is for doing. And here we are doing another amazing AfterBuzz TV show for Spartacus. We are on Season 3, Episode 5. Blood Brothers. I am your host, Sean O, and I'm joined here, as usual, by my lovely and spicy <laughs> co-host. I'm Spicy Maria, keeping it sizzling up in here, up in here. And like Sean said, this was a crazy intense episode. Yes, it was It was very intense, amazing. Uh, if you guys want to call in and join the conversation, you can. 424-256-1729. Of course, you can tweet at us at AfterBuzzTV, and you can tweet me and Spicy Mati, you guys know our Twitters usually, at Sean Austin O right here. And at Spicy underscore Mati. The topics we got in store for you tonight are Spartacus gets his plan revealed to us. <laughs> Finally, we get to see King Spartacus's big deal, his like big plan for his rebel troops. Uh, the pirates betray Sparty. Oh my goodness. What a shocker. That was destined to happen, though. We <laughs> kind of predicted that. We did. And some of our fans were tweeting at us, too, like last week and the week before. Um, Corey gets raped by Tiberius. Oh, my goodness. We'll talk about quotes, news and gossip, and predictions as well after that. So let's go ahead and start let's out do it. with Spartacus's plan. All right, so his big plan finally gets revealed. He wants to make the Romans think that he is dividing his forces because of strife between all the generals. Right. Which was really happening. It was. Because <laughs> Crixus was definitely ready to bounce with Navia and start his own army. Yeah, they were. And it was actually really good that Spartacus, you know, ends up using that to his advantage. Right. And, and it's so, I, I didn't even think it was going to happen. Like, I, I was just really shocked and amazed that Spartacus was able to do that, was able to, like, let it happen. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if he actually let it get to that point on purpose. And then he was like, okay, now I'm going to see if I can convince him to come back right, a little to flip bit. It, yeah. To flip it. So that was really interesting. And I was like, and, and it even starts off, it like sets the tone for the whole episode. Right. When Crixus is in that, he's in that sparring contest with one of the other rebels. And Agron and Spartacus are, you know, on the outskirts watching. And they're like, the, and Agron's like, the way he looks at you, he looks at you with like such disdain right. and distrust now. He was giving him evil glares. And we thought that there was going to be a battle again between Crixus and Spartacus. I just knew that that was going to happen. I could have seen them fighting this episode. Like, I, it, if it 
went another way, obviously. I could have seen Crixus. Obviously, we all know that, you know, Spartacus, he's going to continue to be their leader now. But I could have seen it being like Crixus actually challenged Spartacus. I could have seen that, too. No matter what order Spartacus was giving, Crixus was disobeying from killing the Romans within the city to trying to go back to whatever room they were storing the rest of the Romans in once again and trying to kill them. But I mean, luckily, what, Agron was there to defend them? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Agron was there, even though he didn't really want to defend right. him, which was very interesting. And, uh, you know, with Leda and Agron, that was an interesting scene, too, because she says, you know, thank you so much. And Agron's like, <laughs> kneels down to her level. And he says to her, in, in essence, he says, like, I don't want your thanks and your sentiments. Right. I'm only doing this because Spartacus is telling me to and commanding me to. I would send you to the afterlife just as you would send me and my rebels to the afterlife. I'm sorry. No matter what, Laida has not won me over. Not since the beginning of this season. I just don't like her. Yeah. I just don't like her. I don't feel like she's a... I don't like her character and the way that it's been set up. I think that she doesn't have... I think she's worthless. And she later on proves that when she betrays, you know, the rebels. You know, um, there was one thing that did kind of win me over a little bit. She was a little bit more bosomy this episode. Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) She was really low cut down there. And it it was just a little bit more pleasing to look at as opposed to being... She looked like more flat in the other episodes. Okay, I'll say I like her curls. I'll give her a nice girl comment to compliment your comment. (laughs) There you go. No, but... um, I felt like she was going to have her own storyline with Spartacus I thought something was going to happen with that because I didn't understand, you know, he was sparing her life. He was being so kind. I thought that there was going to be some kind of, I was hoping that he was keeping her alive so that maybe a love would spawn from this. Something, even though I definitely don't want them together. But I just thought that there was more coming from him keeping her alive. It would have been intriguing if they did have a little love scene or something, even if it was going to be Spartacus using her. But then again, he is baby Jesus. <laughs> right. He cannot do that. Like, Spartacus use someone. Yeah, he can't use somebody. He's he's always making all these plans. Well, I guess he did kind of use Crixus a little bit in this case. But well, he actually allowed Crixus to be Crixus and just use it to his advantage so that that way he could win back his trust. Yeah, you're right. Which was a which was a phenomenal plan, but unfortunately, it did not work out. No, it didn't. So uh, they they actually end up letting the uh, the prisoners go, and the Roman prisoners are exiting towards the uh, towards the Romans that are on the hill outside, stationed outside of the the city walls in Sinuessa and Valley. So uh, we we see this happening, and it, it was a really actually interesting scene because Crixus it gets in Spartacus's way, and he's like. He says something really cool. He has a really cool quote. We'll talk about it later. But uh, he he pretty much like doesn't want any of the Roman prisoners to leave. Spartacus just stares him down and just like get out of my way, right? Now. <laughs> pretty much, right? And as the Roman prisoners are leaving, I forgot who it was. I don't know if it was one of the main guys or one of like the supporting characters. But someone, one rebel, was pissing on. Oh, them. <laughs> I don't know which rebel that was that was sitting up top peeing on them. Yeah. That was so rude. That was rude, but it was kind of funny. It, like it almost. Like That's how much they hate them. It did, yeah, you're right. And it almost lightened the moment for me a little bit because it was like, wow, that's kind of unexpected. But at the same time, that's how grotesque and like far below they are compared to, you know, to the Romans who are all proper and they'll only kill people, you know, but they won't piss on them or whatever. Right. Oh, no. The Romans are pretty bad. <laughs> they, are, <laughs> they, they were taking too, their yeah. families out. <laughs> they were knocking fools out. Yeah, yeah, it's true that. They, they do, I don't disagree with the rebels. I think the Romans do deserve what they got. 
So as far as sparing Laida's life, I never thought that he should have saved any of those Romans. But now I know why Spartacus was doing it. He was doing it so that that way they would run back and tell the Romans what the plan was. But uh, I'm just like Crixus, off with their heads. <laughs> so uh, let's backtrack a little bit. So Spartacus and Gannicus, they go travel across the sea and they go to that one. I guess they go to Sicilia. Right. It's, it's an island out there. OK, so like Sicily, you know, off the coast of that one island that's off the coast of uh, Italy. So anyway, they go there and they they pretty much stalk this detachment of soldiers that's carrying supplies, like big, huge supplies of grain and food or wine, whatever it is, for Crossus's army. So they pretty much ambush this detachment of men they kill all of them and i thought it was a really cool scene because remember it was done during like sunlight or mm-hmm. like suns either sunrise i think it was sunrise and it just looked so beautiful and it was almost like they they put some kind of filter on there that made the characters look so dark but the background was just amazing right it was just orange and like pink it was beautiful all special effects green screen oh yeah of course <laughs> it was all green screen but it was just so cool to see them fighting like that cuz normally we get to see every detail of yeah. them but this was like their silhouettes fighting so i thought that was pretty no, cool no it was pretty cool definitely so uh let's we actually oh so the pirates let's go move it forward now okay. the pirates betray Spartacus. And who's part of this betrayal, of course, who's been kind of masterminding it, along with Heraclio, obviously, has been Caesar. He's been on the inside. He's been getting at all the men on the out that are the outliers in the group, especially right. the ones that are down below, like Nemetes. He's like a sub-commander, kind of. He's not really high up there with the other rebel generals. Well, he was kind of plotting and planning and aiding and turning everyone against each other as well within the village. Just, you know, putting things in people's ear, just, you know, saying... Uh, you know, he was trying to make it so that they would find reason not to trust or follow Spartacus. And it was working. His plan was working. And all Nemetes really wanted, like we talked about this last time, is he just, he, he pretty much wants money. Right. And and he just, he's a really selfish guy. And Caesar took advantage of that, obviously. And he, he gets him down. It was a really good scene, actually, where he... He, he kills the two other guys that are with Nemetes when they say that they're going to leave. And Caesar has him at, obviously, at sword point or dagger point, whatever it is. And he, he says he's going to kill him, but Nemetes is like, wait, wait, don't kill me. I can help you. Mm-hmm. I can have you at Spartacus' side. I can get you closer. You can do whatever. And he's just totally trying to sell it. And it got, it, he, he bought me. <laughs> but, but I feel like, uh, well, obviously, Caesar didn't buy it because he already has prior arrangements and he ends up killing Nemetes, and, and Nemetes falls in the pool of his own blood. Well, I knew Caesar wasn't going to buy it. Caesar is way too smart to have fallen for that, and he already knew that he couldn't trust him. Because he, if, he, if you can be bought that easily or trade that easily, you're, he's not going to be loyal to Caesar. So I think that he deserved to die as well. Everybody who died this episode, uh, I'm all for it. You raise a very valid point with that. I, I like the way you think, Spicy. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, but that was a great and very graphic bloody scene. Like, that was the first thing that you said. It was like, whoa, that's a lot of blood when yeah. he sliced him from his neck. Yeah, he was just, he spun around. It was just pouring. It was gushing out of him. It gushed, like, towards the camera, right? It was just, like, such an amazing display of blood and 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 platelets coming at you. What I didn't predict was Caesar growing so much strength within the village. I did not... One, I knew he was a good fighter. I didn't realize how great of a fighter he was because he's taken out all these rebels in order to help take over the village. But as, you know, he's plotting and planning and scheming with the pirates going behind, you know, Spartacus's back. I mean, there was no there's no way that they're going to be able to defeat all those Romans. 
No, there's no way that like when you look beyond uh, off the docks after they, they obviously they got into a really cool fight with Heraclio and their men. The there's like the the Trojan in essence that ship was a Trojan horse filled with the Romans right. and the Roman soldiers just poured out of it and thankfully Sparty and his men were all able to kill them. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> but we're <laughs> so see- lucky that everybody came to Spartacus's <laughs> aid at the last moment. Yeah, and there were some really good scenes in there actually where they had like triple or quadruple layers of action going on where we have we see Spartacus oh, like yeah. in one layer and then it kind of like fades beyond that or like we can zo- see them like yeah. often behind yeah them. like Gannicus and then behind him it's Crixus and then behind them it's like someone else fighting and it was just such an amazing like I haven't seen them do that yet in this series so it was just it was really interesting to see that uh, done with the special effects. They were using way. all kinds of new tricks this episode. <laughs> oh yeah, especially with the blood too. When they're when the scene uh, when this, the opening scene, yeah, the opening scene of the episode, they had blood it pouring like down, strawberry juice like dripping. It, we didn't know exactly where it was coming from or what was going on until you know the frame pulls up and then we see that it's Romans hanging. Why they kept their bodies, I'm not sure about that. Do you know why they were salting the bodies and keeping them? Spartacus didn't say exactly, but he was saying something to the effect of, uh, we're going to clothe them the way I want later on. We're going to salt their bodies so they have just the amount of rot. He was saying something like that, but he wanted to use them for something, perhaps a distraction, maybe to make it, uh, this is kind of a prediction, I guess, but I might as well say it now, it's on my mind. Maybe they were going to dress them like Spartacus and the other rebel commanders to make it look like they died and perished in some way. Maybe we'll see that later on. We'll see it explained next episode. But I think that because the Romans came so quickly, you know, over the horizon, I didn't get to finish saying, there was like a dozen ships. Like, I tried to count, and I counted more than six. It was like between six (laughs) and ten. (laughs) Probably a dozen. It was like a shitload of ships, right? Yeah. So they're coming at them, and they fall back into into the city walls. And we got Caesar there kicking ass against Agron. And uh, and Donner also. Oh yeah, right with Donner with the axe, one of the German guys. Mm-hmm. And that was that was a really interesting scene too because Caesar was able to fend off both of them, but then Navia gets there and Saxa they they arrive and pretty much I think there's like four of them like looking at Caesar and he's on the ground. He eventually stands up because he set the wall ablaze. Well, Agron was definitely going to kill him. He was, he was attempting to kill him, oh, but yeah. then they were caught off guard because the wall is burning down mm-hmm. and now Romans it look like they're pushing through. Yeah, the the battering ram right. uh, came through the the fiery uh, the fiery wall, which was obviously you know like weakened. The, the walls to the city were weakened by the uh, by the oil and fire but that Crixus, Caesar put on. Them. I mean, not Crixus. I'm sorry. Caesar was definitely determined to make sure that they retook the city. And I actually appreciate his will and his might and his strength. Ooh, yeah, it was sexy. I don't like his haircut, mm-hmm. but I like the way <laughs> that he was so determined to take the village back. And he plotted and planned. He, you know, pretended to be amongst them for a very long time. So just as uh, sneaky and strategic as Spartacus is, so is Caesar. So Spartacus kind of, you know, met his uh, wit's end. Yeah, I, I think you're right about that. And so, and it's the same thing with Crassus because they were both playing in a way. Crassus, Caesar, Spartacus—you know, of course, Gannicus a little bit. Uh, they're on each side of this battle, the Romans and the rebels. In a way, they're playing mental chess with each other. Right. There, and and Spartacus has got his—you know—he he has his map out there. He's got his pieces. He's moving them around, and he's a lot more strategic than I think I was giving him credit for, at least in my mind. And he's doing all these moves and. And we're looking at the other side where the counterintelligence was being fed to right. Crassus for, from Laeta. 
And it seemed like Crossus was going to take the bait. See, did you fall for that? Because I kind of knew by the way he was interrogating her and his body language that he really wasn't buying it. Yes, because and I did. I was kind of like half not falling for it because he was like, okay, why is she so important? Why did Spartacus let them live? Right. And it's like counterintelligence. That's probably what because he is smart and he knows that Spartacus is smart, too. So he was like, you know what? We got to move faster. And that's what they did. Spartacus was going to make his move, and then they would have been good. They would have been out of the city. They would have you know, been able to do a counterattack or something on the weekend forces because the guys aren't able to eat, blah, 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 whatever. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> His great strategic plan did not work out. It did not. And we, it's, it's seriously such, it's such an amazing, it was an amazing fight scene, honestly. And this was the first one that we see that's a big-time cliffhanger at the end, honestly, I, I thought. Uh, we hadn't seen that in a while. In a while, yeah, it's it's been quite a while. But uh, anyway, let's uh, before we move into our next topic, let's talk about iTunes. iTunes. So people don't forget. I know actually a lot of people, a lot of our fans have been rating and commenting on our iTunes accounts. So the way you can find it is you go to the iTunes uh, store and then you go ahead and type into the search bar Spartacus. And guess what? We're the second thing that comes up. Right next to like the Spartacus show one from from <laughs> the, from from stars, and then you got us right there after Buzz TV Spartacus, Woo! and then next to us you have this actually this kind of funny podcast called the name of it is called Jupiter's Rooster. Oh wow, that's As, hilarious! Yeah, nice, right? <laughs> it's a euphemism for Jupiter's cock. In case you didn't know. <laughs> yeah, Spartacus fans do. <laughs> but, they know that. Yes. So anyway, um, we have. Uh, you know, of course, rate and comment us. Give us five stars, like usual. A lot of our fans have been. Tell a friend. It only takes a freaking minute. And let me, let's read out some of uh, our fans. So Milt Webb, he commented again. Milt Webb twenty five gave us a five star rating, saying the podcast is awesome. Thanks and thanks for the shout out. He says to us. Oh, appreciate that. And uh, Montrez, she titled her review "Love the Show." And uh, you guys always give great reviews. I'm glad I'm not the only one that struggles with the dialogue. Spicy, laugh out loud. <laughs> Keep up the good work. She likes I'm you. I'm trying. Thanks for the support. It's rough. <laughs> great show, though. Definitely great show. But yeah, this time we had to watch it with subtitles. <laughs> yeah, we did. Thankfully, and that we helped because I was able to take better notes that way. <laughs> <laughs> and we got to rewind it, rewind it a little bit, right. which was good too. There were some good quotes in there that we'll mention later. Yeah. Uh, also, Lizzie 1901 again. She says, call, she calls us another great podcast. So exciting to be fans and hear the host thank you on air. It adds something to the show. Nice. To the review, rather. See, we show appreciation back when you give us love. Yeah, exactly. She thoroughly uh, enjoyed it this week, this past week. And she said, we never disappoint. Oh, how, nice. How cool that is that? was a that? great review. <laughs> uh, Jesse W. Jackson on iTunes says, a great companion to the show. Wow, that's a big time compliment. So right after he's he sees the show, he probably just goes like, boom, right after, you know, right over to our podcast. Uh, I think some of the best podcasts give you the feeling that you are in the room with them and they and you are enjoying the conversation. This one is the is the best at that. The hosts are entertaining and informative. They are having fun talking about the show, and that sense of fun comes through each episode. Oh, that was pretty cool. Oh, man, that's so cool. Oh, we appreciate you guys so much. <laughs> Thank you for that. But did you get any uh, tweets on Twitter? Oh, I did. Fans? Hold on, let me check it out. Sure, you want me to read one first? Yeah, go ahead. So, uh, at 
Fedorsa D tweeted, brick or big ass rock? Best part of your podcast. Laughing my ass off. (laughs) I remember seeing that That was pretty funny. I I, I love that feeling. I listen to podcasts all the time, too. And I love the feeling when you totally don't expect a show host to, like, say something. And it's just so entertaining when it happens. So um, I live to entertain Fedorsa D. Thank you. What else you got? Um, Let's see. I also got uh, on YouTube... Jamie Jeg- Jiggle? Jiggle? comments that she thinks that Corey is the mother of Tiberius, which I think after today's episode, I don't think that's the case. <laughs> uh, but uh, she, I, because I don't see any evidence, you know, like it, it, it would seem, wouldn't you think that him being mothered by a slave would make him a slave too, in a way like he wouldn't be part of the Roman nobility in that way? Right. That's, that's just what I think. But if any of our fans know, you know, how that works or how that worked back then, tweet at us. Uh, who are you talking about? Tiberius? Yeah. She was, uh, Jamie Jagel was saying that uh, Corey is the mother of Tiberius, like the what? biological mother. That's what she was saying is her prediction. Oh, her, yeah, yeah. Not like <laughs> I was like, wait, is, is that true? Hold yeah. on. <laughs> not she is the I was mother, trying to but. read uh, my tweets from people and see. Um Hold on one second. Sorry, I have a million tweets, sure. and some of them aren't from uh, Spartacus fans. But go yeah. ahead, read some more of yours. Just at just listen two o three. Yes, and sorry I got your name wrong last time. <laughs> Thanks for the correction. And uh, Giladuino, we got so many tweets from fans. You know, like Giladuino, Arts versus Reality Diva five eight three five eight zero one Remus, and anyone else. You know, if if I don't get you to you guys tonight, you know, thanks so much for comments, and for sure we'll try to get to you next week. Uh, we're like overwhelmed and inundated with comments, but I'm like picking out the ones that I thought were the most noteworthy. Lily OG corrected Spicy last week. This is what Crixus said to uh, Navy. Oh, yes. Said, uh, define oh, that because somebody tweeted asking, uh, what did he really mean by that? Um, okay, so for every unwanted touch, for every chain upon your neck, and for every lash upon your back, take Roman blood as payment, is what Crixus actually said. Thank you, uh, Lil- Lily Yogi? Lily Yogi? <laughs> and, uh, okay, so what I think that means is, uh, I think it's kind of, it's, it's semi-obvious. Uh, for Okay, so Pretty much he's saying that for every, like, traumatizing experience that Navy has had, mm-hmm. he wants her to take blood. And that's why he was okay with them killing all the Romans last time, the Roman prisoners. <clears throat> hmm. At Shanks Leroux predicted that Crassus taking the, is going to be taking the city and Caesar killing someone important. And uh, he thinks that Caesar will cut his hair and beard soon. And, uh, well, the beard and haircut isn't happening anytime soon, but he did kill someone important. He killed Nemetes. Uh, at Ferdosa D, she, uh, agreed with us that the Saxa versus Navia would be like a must fight. Oh, they yeah. would love to see. Remember we were saying that we predicted that would happen. We didn't see that this episode. They wind up, you know, making up all the rebels now. <laughs> That's right. And I don't think we're going to be seeing a Saxa Navia yeah, fight anymore. I was really looking forward to that. Because Sorry for Dosa. <laughs> there's no more dissent among the rebels, so I don't think it's going to be happening because they're, now they have a unified Roman front you know, in front of them, engaging them. So there's no way they can have division amongst this fight, at least not for the next episode. Oh, no, if they want to survive, they need to be one. They need to be a straight unit. Uh, Barbara Bruno 
says that Navia and Crixus will take a different direction and be killed by the Crossus army. So it looked like it was going to be that way even at the beginning of this episode, but once we saw that Spartacus was trying to turn everything and try to make it so that, okay, we're going to make them think that we're doing that with that counterintelligence, I, I don't think it's going to be going that way now. Uh, but uh, she's, I think Barbara Bruno was saying also, this is what she put in parentheses, this mm-hmm. is what history says happened. So I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. I mean, I wonder if it's going to follow history, though. But, yeah, I don't think so, be, at least not not by tonight's episode. <laughs> if they were, were going to go off, we would have seen them go off, I feel, before the, before the whole Roman strike happened. Okay. Got you. Well, Nate, uh, Jasmine Desdune, uh, who's at J. Desdune, was the one that was asking for uh, the explanation of what Crixus whispered to Navia. So uh, hopefully Sean gave you a great interpretation. If you still don't understand, let us know. Tweet at us, Instagram or (laughs) iTunes, (laughs) YouTube, whatever, and we'll try to re-explain it next time. At Miss Lost Nikita says, I agree with Sean on the Corey and Crassus love scene. Remember how I said it was like really spicy and sexy and intimate. So she thinks that one part of, she also thinks one part of the Nagron couple, Nasser and Agron, will, uh, only only one part of them will make it to the end of of this whole season. And uh, she said, she also said that. One of them is going to die. I agree with that. I I think uh, Agron might die next episode. Yeah, I can definitely see that. He's like right there in front of Caesar. And Caesar's a, a dangerous wolf. Yeah. Saxa's German is so bad, she also said. <laughs> and it does sound really bad. It does not sound like a like authentic German uh, native tongue. Well, I, I wouldn't know, obviously, because I don't speak any German, but I would imagine that Miss Lost Nikita is probably a German uh, follower of ours. Like She's probably like, listening right, to our podcast from Germany, and, or she speaks German fluently. So that's how she's able to tell this. Actually, a lot of other fans on our YouTube channel were saying that this that her her German's terrible, and <laughs> we spoke about this last time when Ellen Holman Saxa came into um, came into the season uh, in season two. Mm-hmm. We were talking about her bio, and she actually just studied. I believe, if I remember correctly, from what we reported, right? She studied at a university German, so I don't think she's a fluent or native speaker. But hey, it got her on the show. Yeah, it sounds like she memorized her lines though. <laughs> yeah, <it sounds> like <laughs> So, uh, did you have any other tweets from our fans? No, we let's, talk, let's we, talk about the uh, the sex scenes in this uh, week's yes, episode. Yes. Okay, so let's talk about the good, good sex scene, scene first. first before we lay it on the heavy stuff. So, there was another good sex scene, another very steamy. This one wasn't as long, and it wasn't as steamy, but it was still very, like, the... the um, the the uh, what was it the lines they were reading to each other they were really good too right like you wrote down some of the lines oh yeah we'll go through some of the quotes uh, later on after this episode but yeah. um, I mean after this uh, segment right here yeah. but the scene was very hot and intense and her breasts beautiful oh, Corey has amazing breasts which they showcase every time she makes love to Marcus Craxus. Did I say it right? Crassus. Ah, dang it. I won't get that before the end of the season. I just won't get it. <laughs> but I tried. So uh, the, but yeah, that was an intense love scene. It was. And it was so cool how he was um, he was holding her up, and it was like they were one unit, like standing in the air like that. It was just, it was really sexy. It was really amazing. It shows his real love for her, too. I think that he really has a deep love for her. And at any moment, I was just waiting for his wife to pop up on them, but it never happens. He was holding her up. Not down, not below him like a slave. Mm-hmm. He really admires and respects her as more than an equal, I feel, because he has that much love for her. Oh, yeah, he definitely listens to her, too. He, def- he does not consider her a slave. He doesn't treat her as a slave at all. 
And then we have the really bad sex scene, which is not much of a sex scene. It's a rape. Who reminds her that she is, in fact, a slave? Yeah. Tiberius. That was Tiberius. And that little... Cunt. Well, what, <laughs> that bastard. What makes this what makes this episode so sad is that we see Tiberius mourning over the loss of his best friend, whose life was taken because of his own mistake. Now he's suffering because he lost someone that he cared about, but also being punished by his father. And so, because he feels weak as a man, he is finding comfort within Kore, who is trying to. Uh, you know, be in his father's ear and remind Marcus that, you know, it's his son, you know, show him love. He'll rise up eventually. She's being kind to Tiberius and he returns the favor with trying to punish his father by using her and inflicting a you know, awful, heinous crime yeah. yeah, on her. I thought that he was going to kill her, but what he did instead was rape her. Which is worse. Which is awful and i'm just wondering if she is going to go to marcus craxis crassus marcus crassus there you go uh, dang that's probably the first time i've said it <laughs> <laughs> and if she's going to let him know what actually happened you know because it's not going to hurt him unless he knows so she has to say something she has to speak up well if there's anything that we've learned from the spartacus show is that people like to keep secrets <laughs> oh yeah. Or people don't or people plant seeds in other people's minds so that they don't believe. I I think I have a feeling that okay, if she keeps there it could go one of a couple of ways. She could keep the secret because she still views him as a son and she doesn't want him to be punished further by his father mm-hmm. by Crassus. But then what if we have Tiberius get to his father first? And he starts sucking up to him, and then he plants something in his mind like, oh, she allowed me into her tent because she did invite him. He's not lying about that part. Oh. She gave me wine. She gave me the and wine you had, father. he did say that you love, you know, he did say, oh, my father loves you more than he loves me. So there is some type of spite or jealousy there. Yes. But what would make, what I thought would make it better, which is pretty sad to say, is that I wish he would have killed her. Because that would have inflicted the kind of pain that he felt when he lost his friend. And I feel like there's no punishment that would be worse to his father than taking the woman that he loves. I think he wants to one-up his father, though, and that's why he didn't kill her. He wants to have, like, an enduring kind of suffering, which is which is terrible. And, and now that we're talking about this and we're talking about how, how disgusting uh, Christian Handadori's character is, <laughs> Tiberius, uh, he, it reminds me of when we were at the L.A. premiere several weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I, I forgot who it was exactly, but I, I have a feeling that it was either Stephen Denight or Robert Tappert of the producer, and they said that Christian Antidormi, Tiberius's character, is the, or rather, Tiberius, the, the actor is Christian Antidormi. So uh, Tiberius is like the new Asher. Ah. And I can kind of see that now. Right. After he's raped his, like, mother figure, pretty much. But not, he, see, the only thing is, I, well, I honestly don't think anything, or anyone, or any monster for that matter, compares to Asher. Mm-hmm. He is probably the most sneakiest of the snakes of them all. And every single episode, he did something that was evil. Whereas Tiberius has shown us a kind side, a good side, and then just a little bit of a spoiled side. We haven't really got to see that so-called evil evil in Tiberius until now. And what I feel like is, does he really not think his father's not going to retaliate? Like, what are you thinking? Your father is going to kill you. So you might as well, if you are going to die, go out with the bang and kill the love of his life. Just like he killed who I thought might have possibly been his lover or 
crush. Yeah. <laughs> Which his was boy, his best friend. They didn't really, they, they looked bromance. at each other like, yeah. They had this like weird look when they gazed into each other's eyes. Yeah. It was a little like when they, Nassir and Agron going on. A little bit, right? <laughs> and he, and when he hugged them too, they had like those prolonged kind of hugs. Yeah, it was very intimate. But I mean, they, you know, never touched on that, you know, for us. Obviously, uh, Tiberius likes women, but um, <laughs> only when he's inflicting pain. So, I guess so. I, I can't wait for him to be punished by his father. I hope his father kills him next episode. I hope he gets some kind of punishment, and, but I don't see him dying anytime soon, oh, man. unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, if Christian Antidormi is listening to our podcast right now, he should come on the show because I have a feeling he's, like, hanging around in L.A. right now. Remember we talked about, like, the news and gossip last time? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, yeah, hopefully hopefully he is. If he's listening to this podcast, come on in. Come on in at After Buzz TV at our studios. Anyway, uh, so I think that's that's about it for our... Oh, let's talk about our quotes, and then we're going to talk about news and gossip. Okay. Cool. Okay, so we had some really good quotes this episode. <clears throat> we shall soon throw open gates and split Roman ass hard with cock. <laughs> <laughs> you like anything that says cock in it. Uh, uh, you may appear as bright as the North Star, constant in its guidance. Ooh, and this was, was nice. uh, Marcus saying this to Corey. Yes. Obviously, his right-hand woman that he loves more than his son and his wife. Yeah. And you, you know what? You should just call him Marcus from now on. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> you, you notice how I avoided the yes. last part of his name? <laughs> you guys at home know what I'm talking about. You know who I'm referring to. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel you spicy. I feel you. Wait, this one kind of goes with it, though. When you're within my arms, the world falls from concern. Just because that was all in that same conversation that he was having, and he yes. was just showing how much he reveres her. And I had that quote, too, but, I mean, the, the bright star one, but uh, you stole it from me. Oopsie. <laughs> that's okay. No, no, that's good that you had it. Then, perhaps we should send message against folly of a future event. And that, that was kind, that was Crixus, who was actually saying that against the Romans that were on the outskirts of the city, in the hills, mm-hmm. like he wanted to attack them first and make sure that they never come back. Oh, wow. That's what you interpreted from that? Oh, yeah. Thank what, you for explaining, because I didn't did understand at all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I had no interpretation. Sometimes stuff on the show goes right over my head, and it sounds really good, so I just keep the party going. Yeah. But I don't always catch every single thing. So um, thanks, you know, to Sean, who interprets everything and breaks it on down for us. I try. It's You know, sometimes... <laughs> it's I, a gift, Sean. <laughs> thank you, Spicy. Sometimes I feel like this is written almost like the Bible. Yeah, that's. I feel like I'm decoding. <laughs> that's exactly how I feel. Uh, you are blessed because Spartacus stands a fool. Oh, I, was, I had that too. Dang, that was we, my have the same, we have the same good quotes. Ha-ha. <laughs> yeah, I really like that. That was Crixus when he was, when all the Romans were exiting the gates and he said that right to Laetus' right. face. Which is, a, it's a very true fact. If Spartacus, well, Spartacus isn't a fool. Oh, you know what? He, I did not agree with his notion to allow them to live. So I understand and I still side with Crixus because Spartacus's plan didn't wind up working out anyway. So they should have just killed the Romans after all like Crixus wanted. There is, um, you know what? Crixus is actually right with that quote. It's Spartacus is, you know, we t- keep talking about him. We're saying he's like baby Je- Jesus. He's baby Jesus. He's like Jesus. The The whole thing with him is that that's that's his hubris right there. That is his his fatal flaw that's going to yes. lead to his downfall because he's letting people go. Sure, they're innocents. Fine. But because uh, he has this code, right? He doesn't want to kill women. He doesn't want to kill children, obviously. <laughs> who, who doesn't want to do that in battle? But <laughs> but anyway, he he. That's going to end up undoing him later because he's he's going to probably see someone that he gave mercy to, and they're going to backstab him. Watch. Well, it's it, it already was his downfall now because he let Caesar into the gates. Had he, you know, been 
if he, if he was just being a little bit smarter, they would not have let Caesar live as long. I don't care if he cut out the mark of his dominus or whatever off of his leg. Yeah. There's no way that they should have let him into the gates, not knowing who he was. And I know he put, you know, uh, what's the old guy's name on him? Nemetes. Nemetes, but, you know, he's as crooked as the next one. He was. Uh, it's... It's a mad fucking plan, the sort I most favor. Yes, I had that one too. <laughs> That's three. We were getting good ones. They were really good ones. And the last one I have is fucking pirates. <laughs> that was from Crixus. Once all the once all the pirates were dead and they had they had killed the traitors. Oh yeah. I mean I we knew that pirates were gonna turn on them though. Like we predicted this. It was obvious. If they can be turned so easily, Spartacus should have seen that coming. Like, he can't afford to buy their loyalty. They don't have any. They're pirates. You know, I didn't see that the Romans, I didn't see this coming, that the Romans were going to use the pirates in this way. I actually felt like the pirates had their own agenda. They just wanted to get money. They wanted to get some kind, I don't know, money, goods, food, something, Mm -hmm. just steal from Spartacus. I didn't think it was going to end up being like they would allow the Romans to use their ships to get on the docks. Yeah, I didn't see that coming either, just because they recently had killed the Romans, so now the Romans are working with them, so I guess they're, you know, they're they're for sale by anyone. (laughs) I guess so. They're they're mercenaries, pretty much. And I I thought that was good, though, how there was the the lack of dramatic irony there, so we didn't see that what's happening around on, like, the other side of the the fight, pretty much, right? right. We got surprised. Divided between, yeah, the wall. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my last quote is, you are a true warrior now, Navia. If you lay hand upon me again, I will treat you as one. And that was oh, yeah. uh, uh, Ganagus saying that to her, which I have been complaining about Navia's badass attitude, which is... Badass is an awful attitude. <laughs> yeah, it's an awful attitude this entire season. And I felt like she was guiding... Uh, Crixus in the wrong direction as far as, you know, the separation and dissension between him and Spartacus. And so she thinks now that, you know, she can kick anyone's butt. So I think that that was, you know, good that Ganicus, who is a real warrior and gladiator, was like, if you're going to act like it, you know, I'm going to show you how to be a warrior. I'm going to, like, yeah. really lay hands on you next time you touch me. I'm not going to let you get away with it. And don't hide behind your little punk gladiator boyfriend. <laughs> don't hide behind Crixus. <laughs> I'm going to come for you. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, good quotes. Good. I, I honestly liked the episode very much. I liked the cliffhanger. I liked the fights. Really well done with the special effects and everything today. I like how Nemetis died. So, oh, <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good, too. I've been disliking him very much. Well, we needed a main character to die this episode. Yes. Him, not so much. We didn't get too attached. We, I kind of thought that Agron was going to be the one uh, to die this episode, but still hasn't happened. Oh, and we didn't discuss uh, the argument between... Uh, Agron and Nasser. Why were why oh, was yeah. he so upset with him? He thought that he was messing around, or he caught him in the city with the with the pirate with guy. the pirate guy. And then? I forgot his. name. I don't remember that happening last episode. Neither do I. But there was so much that was going on. So so maybe in all the confusion of the Romans and stuff being slaughtered before Agron and Spartacus came back, right mm-hmm. from high atop wherever they were discussing their terms with Heraclio the pirate. Um, I feel like. 
maybe he was just running around doing stuff and he wasn't anywhere to be found. So that's why Agron was saying, where were you? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I don't know what you've been doing. Pretty much that kind of stuff, which was kind of funny because we don't get to see them fight in, in this <laughs> way very often. And he actually There's said... There's usually, yeah, sword fighting involved, but not, <laughs> not that kind. <laughs> no, but actually... Uh, what was uh, what was actually really interesting was Nasir had a good quote. We didn't, I didn't get to t- uh, write it down, and I'm on paraphrase it now. But he said something to the effect of, "I have chain upon neck removed from my collar." Mm, that was good. And or chain up, chain and collar re- removed from my neck, and I would not have it uh, placed back again. Right. So he, he's pretty much saying like, "Hey, dude, like I'm not a slave anymore. Don't treat <laughs> me like that. I can do whatever I want." Right. He's bossing I'm, him around. Yeah. It's like I'm not going to be your slave. You know, I'm your equal. Mm, he's kind yeah he's, he's kind of what well he's not his equal that's the thing is that he Closer. was trained by his lover he's obviously probably like controlled by his lover i mean agron's the stronger one so he kind of has to you know we it's obvious agron controls the relationship Nasser is the little bit more feminine, a little bit more sensitive. So the one who's like going, <laughs> going out there and being kind of promiscuous, right. like, ex- like actually flirting with other guys. Every time Agron, he has like women or like we haven't seen really other men attempt to come on to Agron, but whenever women come on to him and like grab him, like in the the whorehouse over in the city, he's just like, oh, get get off of me! And he pushes him <laughs> off right away, which is really funny. He actually. loves his man. He's not going to cheat. But Nasser, like with the pirate. And he I don't entertains know. it a little bit. Yes, he does. He's just like, oh. he, let, he lets it linger there. Right. Like, like his hand caressing his arm or whatever. And he lets those sweet words fall upon his ears. <laughs> I like the way you phrase it. <laughs> Thank you. I'm trying to be a poet with all this cool Spartacus action going on. I want to co- quote all the cool quotes. So we did our topics. We did our quotes. We uh, shouted out our YouTube and iTunes comments. What, uh, what do you want to go into? Let's go into news and gossip. Oh, news and gossip. Good stuff. So, uh, I got more news from the Instagram world. Oh, Instagram is awesome. It's phenomenal. Seriously, a picture says more than a thousand words, I feel. Like, looking at a tweet, you can decode the tweet a little bit, but you can't get as much juicy information as you can get from Instagram, I feel. Yeah, it makes us a part of their world. What do you you find on Instagram? So, I'm following... at DG Farragel, which is Dan Farragel, obviously. And he uploaded some pics within the last two days of him spending time in San Diego. Oh, my hometown. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. My sisters are over there. They might, my sisters both live there right now. I, I had, I half wanted to call them and say, hey, look at this pic from, from like Agron or <laughs> Farragel's thing. And I want to say, where is this exactly? Maybe I should have asked oh, you. Oh, yeah, you know I would know. Yeah, so it, the pic, well, okay, one pic was of some food, which I love, food porn. <laughs> on, on Instagram, and it was a pic of a delicious-looking waffle cone sundae with not one, but two cherries on it. Oh, nice. So he's breaking uh, his diet and workout, huh, in San I, Diego? I guess he is. And uh, it was all, there was another one with a beautiful view from a resort-type area in San Diego overlooking the bay or the ocean. Oh, nice. So that was very nice. Uh, I'm also following at Christian underscore Antidormi, who plays Tiberius. And within the past four to six days, he has uploaded a couple of pics to his Instagram uh, that I thought were interesting. So uh, the first one that I saw was uh, showing what looks like uh, him 
uh, Ditch Davy, who plays Nemetes, and now Nemetes is dead. Sad face. <laughs> and, I'm uh, sure we'll see him in a movie in a couple months. <laughs> like yeah, every other actor from this uh, TV show. Oh, this is how they get their start. Yeah. And uh, Todd Lassance, a.k.a. Caesar. So they're all hanging out together, which is pretty neat. And Dan Farragel was also with them. And they were. it was captioned on the Instagram pic as an Oscar charity after party. Oh, so, nice. So they were here for the Oscars. That was pretty neat. Lastly, um, Christian Antidormi also uh, showed what looks like to be him and Todd Lassance, both from behind, kind of. You could tell it's Christian Antidormi, but Todd Todd Lassance is tagged on there, but when you click on his tag, you're not able to go to his, like, Instagram mm -hmm. thing. It's not even private. It's, like, not... Like, there's no user (laughs) there. Like, user not found or something like that. So, anyway, they were not using gladius or swords, but some modern-day arms. They were shooting at a gun range with 10 different sidearms pistols. Oh, nice to know that they can use modern-day weapons. <laughs> yes. So that was pretty cool. I saw the weapons because uh, I've been playing video games my whole life, and I've shot a couple of weapons. I saw they were using a Colt 1911. They were using a Glock and three different types of revolvers and several other sidearms. Oh, pretty cool. We, what? Have to, we have to go looking for them at the gun range. They must have been having fun. <laughs> I'm sure. What if they were, like, in Burbank or something? Because I know there's a gun yeah, range. Yeah, there like, is. Not I've too- been to that one. Yeah, it's not too far away from here. See, we got to start stalking our Spartacus actors. We need to. Seriously, like, I, I'm going to tweet at Christian Antidormi later. I'm going to say, dude, if you're still in L.A., come on the show, please. Right, and you fans at home, be, feel free to tweet at the actors as well and tell them to come on the show. Yeah, yeah, that'll help. That'll help. And we actually, at, at I am Blondicus, she actually tweets at Nick Terabay for us. Oh. Trying to help us see, out. See, I love that support. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on to predictions. <laughs> Now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. Predictions. You know what I, I really want to start doing is I want to include, because our fans have so many predictions, They too, have great predictions. And I want to start including some, like, like at some of their predictions in our prediction section. Give too. us some predictions, you guys. When you tweet at us or when you uh, leave comments on YouTube or iTunes, say, hey, these are my predictions. And we'll start mentioning your predictions as well. So um, I'm going to use one, which I saw that I thought was good. At Jordan Gray's, she said... On, um, on, well, not at Jordan. Was it at Jordan Gray's? Maybe it was just Jordan Gray's. <laughs> but she's on, she's on uh, our YouTube channel. She said something will happen to Agron defending Spartacus one day. Oh, I agree with that. I thought it was going to be this episode, but maybe next episode we're going to see Spartacus pass. I mean, not Spartacus, Agron. But doesn't yes. Spartacus die too? You told me historically he does. Historically, yes, he does. He so gets, because this is the last season, I don't season, want to say why. Can we How? imagine I mean, that he's going to have his life taken? Well, are you talking about Agron or Spartacus? Spartacus. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's going to die at the end of this series. I don't want to say how if you guys aren't, haven't read the historical or seen the 1964 film with Kirk Douglas. Well, another fan said that uh, Na- that uh, Navia and Crixus are going to die next episode. That was their prediction. They felt like they were going to... Th- I think that... I f- or did they think that that was this episode? I think that they felt that they were going to go off and separate, like really separate from the group, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen anymore. We were talking about that a little bit earlier. I feel that Sparty will engage in battle with Crassus next episode. Oh, I hope so. I mean, that's Crassus' dreams. That's what he's been training for yes. all his life is to fight Spartacus. So I hope Spartacus kicks his butt. And uh, I feel like the city's going to fall next episode. If not ep- next episode, then in the, the following episode. We're, we're not quite halfway through the season 
but I feel like it's moving really fast. Yeah, now. I do too. How many episodes do we have left? I think we have eight more episodes remaining. Oh, okay. Oh, we have a long way to go then. So a lot yeah. can happen in that time. It could. But I feel like the last maybe three or four episodes will be Spartacus actually captured and being tortured and being made example of, and then eventually he's going to die. Uh, I hope that uh, Tiberius does get punished for what he did to Corey. Oh, oh yeah, I do too. That That's going to be awesome if he does. <laughs> he deserves it, <laughs> seriously. And lastly, uh, I feel like th- at least three... Three of the rebel commanders. I'm, I'm talking like I'm in Star Wars now. <laughs> Three of the rebel generals for Spartacus are going to end up dying next time. I don't know who. Maybe not the generals, but three of the big people uh, on Spartacus' side are going to end up dying next time. Oh, on Spartacus' side. Yes. Okay. Side. I was going to say because the Romans were not really. We don't have really like have a relationship with any of them. No. All we have is Tiberius and Crassus. Right. That's it. And maybe that one senator Metellus who made his like second appearance, second or third appearance. Eh. Who's he? Yeah, whatever. He, he just had he just had a wolf on, for his like fur thing on his collar or shoulders. Did you see that? No, I didn't even notice that. You know, you're into fashion and all that. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I just, just thought he was the old, he's the Sean only. Sean notices the minor details. <laughs> I'm just observant. <laughs> he is. <laughs> but I think that about does it for us. So, anyway, thank you guys so much for joining us. We were seriously flooded, flooded by comments. But we appreciated it. We read through them all. Thank you guys so much. We will read the best ones out loud on the air. So, please uh, play with my Twitter at spicy underscore Madi. And you can tweet at me at Sean Austin O on Twitter. You can also follow me on Instagram at it Sean O. And uh, anyway, you guys, thank you so much. We will get to more of your comments. Send us your predictions, too. We've gotten a lot of predictions. But also, you know, just like make it more obvious. Like, I predict this. And maybe we'll include your predictions at the end with our predictions next time. Because that's the best part of our show, I feel. I do. I like the audience involvement. Anyway, thanks a lot, guys. And we will buzz with you next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 